two Head Start teachers were selected who were equal as possible in potential and in practice. Then two classes were formed from pupils who had been carefully tested to ensure that they were similar as possible in background and learning potential. Next, the principal spoke with each teacher alone. He told the first teacher how fortunate she was. You have a class of high potential pupils this year. Just don't stand in their way. They're racers and ready to run. The second teacher was told, I'm sorry about your pupils this year, but you can't expect top students every year. Hey, you know what? Just do your best. Well, be an understanding regardless of the results. At the end of the year, the two classes were tested again. The first class scored significantly ahead of the second class. The, the major differing factor appeared to be in each teacher's expectations. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. As always, much love. Thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we discuss entrepreneurship, faith, marketing, and you guys already know my personal favorite, personal development. I am your person. I am your humble host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks, hey, listen, that just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. There's three impact secret value points I want you to get out of this. Guys, make sure that you, you're rating the show and you're also taking the time to subscribe to this wonderful show. The three impact points, watch why you should stop following the crowd. Number two, create independence within the group. And number three, the pleasing of others. Again, number one, why you should stop following the crowd. Number two, create your own independence within the group. And number three, pleasing others. Now let's unpack this story about the teachers. I got this story from the westsidetoastmasters.com. Westsidetoastmasters.com. It was they had so much stuff in there. I got lost in the content because it was so it was such rich content backed up with evidence of different books, journals and things like that. So I'll probably be going back to re to visit again. So again, check that out. I don't have any affiliates or anything with them. It's just the fact that when there's good, rich content out there that provides the scientific proof with the actual um, context that's being built, I'm a, a huge fan. You already got me, so I surrender. But looking at this story, and, and, and as you always know, we do we like to unpack different stories that we come across. It was is oh I didn't even tell you today's topic this show what is this show about the show is about or entitled I should say most people will do what is expected of them instead of doing what you want to do again most people will do what is expected of them, expected of them instead of doing what you or they want to do I borrowed that from uh, he was giving a talk about expectations and risk and everything so that was one of the things he has said he had met, uh sentences he had mentioned his name and I, i'm probably going to destroy it so i'll just spell it uh v-i-n-o-d last name k-h-o-s-l-a-s -S. again most people would do what is expected of them instead of doing what they want to do I don't know how many of you guys have done that where you've done what is expected of you and not what you wanted to do. You see, in this situation with the teachers, they were doing what was expected of them and not what they wanted to do. I'm talking about the second teacher. I'm not talking about the first teacher. See, the first teacher 
she thought she already had the best students. So all she had to do was do what she was normally doing to invoke the greatness out of them. The second teacher was already set up for success because she was already told these students are not the best. All we just ask is you just help them get by. But what she didn't know behind the scenes is what was the fact that this actually these these two sets of groups of students are literally the same. But what was what was interesting was the fact of how it was presented. So it was presented in a way that these students are not that let's say robust um, when it comes to the ed, uh, as far as learning and being having the capabilities and because of that the teacher bought into that expectation bought into that false belief and buying into that false belief and expectation they passed that along to their students isn't that sort of like life in a sense when i say life as far as being an adult or growing up and you watched your parents or parents work full-time jobs and you come along and say, I don't want that. I don't want to work in a factory no more. I don't want to uh, go report to somebody. I want to create my own. I want to guess what? Be an entrepreneur. And everybody is looking at you crazy and say, well, what you going to do for health insurance? What about your 401k? What about your IRA? And what about this? And, 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 and then you're like, you know, what happens if you don't make it? And so all of these false belief, all of these expectations and and everything that is placed on you. And so you go the safest route. You go the route where it feels comfortable because of the fact of you don't want to let the people down that are counting on you in a sense of or what people are expecting of you. They expected that once you graduated high school, that you were going to go and get this job or you graduated college and the expectation is you're going to get this job or this this and have this prominent career and whatever path but what is that really you is that really what you really truly wanted if you sat down and nobody was around it was just you a pen and a paper and you had to write down what you really wanted out of your out of your life could you articulate that down on that piece of paper? And after you finish, does that align with what you're doing now? I'll wait. You see, that's the thing. That's the problem. I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. And how can I say you're guilty of it is because at, in some part of our lives, we, we find a piece of guilt when it comes to that. For me, I'll be transparent with you guys of saying family is that what I watched and what I've learned as far as watching people go to jobs or go to or or, or be in marriages or just say relationships, because a relationship can be, you know, married relationship could be boyfriend, girl, whatever that is. Uh, what I've noticed is, is that people refuse to be honest with themselves and say, I'm not happy. And because I'm not. And well, no, that's not true. Let me rephrase that. People don't take the time to say, OK, I understand I'm not happy or I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, but they refuse to go look for other things to spark an interest. They refuse to go take a risk and take the money that they're working at that job and and test different things out by, for example, selling 
selling on Amazon, selling on eBay, selling on Mercari, selling on Pod, selling on, you know, their own website, creating a product like they refuse to step outside of what is the 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 norm. They're stuck in a situation where they refuse to get unstuck because it's it's more comfortable to complain and be frustrated than it is to ch- to make that change because that change you don't know what comes with it you know what's what's here you know you always hear the story it's better to deal with i think it, it's better to deal with the devil you know than the one you don't and i never understood that because i don't want to deal with either one of the devils i want to deal with the facts of this is where I'm where I'm at and this is where I plan on going. And this is how it, it comes back to the whole teacher scenario. When you look at when you look at teachers, you, you have to understand. I mean, understand is that, number one, I feel teachers are put under a lot of pressure to facilitate or teach kids how to take a test. But that is a whole different conversation we will have one day on the show because I just dislike that. But the whole pressure that they're put under besides just teaching a test is working with students and giving them the impression that they can achieve and do anything. Do you tell me how many you tell me if you had to choose a class of working with a teacher that you walked into the classroom and once you everyone got set down and she individually walked to you and said, whatever you believe you can do, you can do it. You just need to know that. And every day you came to her class, it was something empowering. It was something that was making you better. It was something that was just improving your mental attitude and making you have that growth mindset versus going to the classroom where your teacher is only only working with a select hand, a select group of people because she feels these are the smart people in the, in the class. It always goes back to when you look at uh different different stories and and things like that the people who become wealthy or rich is is that they will always say i wasn't the smartest one in the classroom that'll be me i was somewhat of a class clown that'll be me because it and or sometimes they'll say well you know he does he or she doesn't pay attention and i wonder if he has add and i'm like wow you how a lot of people diagnose you because of the expectations that they have. They have an expectation of that. If you're not doing X, Y, and Z, there must be something wrong with you. You must have a t- uh, ADD because you're not paying attention. What they may fail to realize is that student is really gifted and they, they're they bored out their mind. And because they're bored, they're doing everything outside of what that work is, is entailing. See, expectations. That's what that's what gets me is the the whole fact of when people allow others people's expectations to take over their life and you find that you become you go into more of a a pleasing mode and more of a hey, I want this person. I I, I like what I read when it was talking about respect and likability. It's like you go into this likability mode, like you want to be liked by everybody and you want to be respected. So you do every every little thing to satisfy the person so you can receive that that gratitude of being respected and liked. There's a story that I um, I had read and I, I thought about it and I said, Ugh. I had heard it said a couple different times. And I said, you know, does this kind of line up with today's show's topic? 
And I said it kind of does in a sense because it teaches you the importance of of doing your best every time you get a chance to. Um, so I just thought about it and I said, you know what? Hey, let's let's tell it tell it to the family. You may may or may not heard this, but it's a really great story that how let me tell you how this story really woke me up. I heard Les Brown talk about this story. And it, it taught you taught you so many different things. But one of the things it did teach me about expectation and expectation is, is that when you give your best and your all, you should have the expectation that if it's not now, it will be later that you will be rewarded. And you don't never know when that later may come up. It may just pop up one day, and you, but you're already prepared. You've already done the necessary due diligence. You've already done everything you possibly can do. So that's why I enjoyed this particular story. See, an elderly carpenter was about to retire. He told his employer slash contractor of his plans to leave the house building and business and live a more leisurely life with his wife and join this extended family. He would miss the paycheck, but needed to retire. They could get by. His contractor was sorry to see his good worker go. He asked the carpenter to build just one more house before retiring. The carpenter accepted, and even though he didn't really want to do so, his heart was, wasn't in the work anymore. He put in a half-hearted effort, taking shortcuts and using inferior building material. The quality of the finished building was much below his usual standard. When the project was finished, the contractor came to see the house. He took a, a look around, then he, he took out the front door key and handed it to the contractor. My friend, this house is yours. This is my gift to you as a thank you for all the years of you working hard for me, the contractor said. The old man was shocked, let alone he was embarrassed. If he only had known, things would have been done in a different way. He would have taken care of every detail of this house and would have been most uh, and would have had the most beautiful house that he've ever built. Like the old carpenter, many of us don't give the job our best effort. Then we find ourselves living in a poor quality house we have built. Ooh, we if that don't align with expectation, I don't know what is, because a lot of times we build this house, imaginary house of fitting in Fitting, getting getting into the crowd so we can fit in or blending in and standing willing to stand out. See, you blend in when you just go about just doing whatever you need to do just to get by. But you stand out when you disrupt, when you just say, no, I'm not going to to take that. I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to allow you to break my belief system of what I stand for and what I plan on doing. The thing about it is a lot of times our belief systems or what we believe, and I'm not talking from a spiritual realm, we can have a conversation about that later. A lot of it is dictated about what other people believe and what our parents may have believed of how things could be done. You know, a lot of times if you say, well, this is not how I want to approach something, you know, if you ask, well, I should say this, if you ask people, you know, how do you solve a problem or how did you solve this problem? You may find you may. It depends on how they grew up, if they grew up with a, a situation where 
they seen how their parents solved something, they may, you know, take that same approach. But if they didn't learn that, then it's, it's more or less that they have an opportunity to create their own way of how to to solve something. See, a lot of stuff that we learn, we have to we have to learn because some of the the like, for instance, in my parents generation, they didn't have Internet. They didn't have the resources that we have today where um, we have the ability to look up any and everything via Google or um, we have the opportunity to do research on a lot of things. So they didn't have that that ability. And so a lot of those principles and rules and things that they live by, some of that can not some of that cannot transfer over. And we some we get caught up in the the the, the dogma of doing was accepted so we can be accepted and pleasing when we know it doesn't work anymore. It's 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 one of those things. I think T.D. Jakes talked about working on something that and doing something that we know no longer fits the times that we're in. I mean, if you think about it, why would I why would I go to the library when I can just Google and find out certain things? Yes, the library is still needed. It is still required because I may want to go more in depth of by going to the library and, and getting the physical books and being able to, to do it that way. But still, if I wanted to know something fast in a hurry, if I want to know, you know, how do I get from, uh, let's say, from San Antonio to uh, Los Angeles, I'm not going to go to go get a map and, and and say, well, OK, let me draw out on the map. OK, these coordinates. No, I'm going I'm to Google it and I'm going to get my way. I'm going to use the map to get there. Uh, so that's why we have to be be careful of not falling for, as my, my, my mom would say, for the okie doke. And the okie doke is of, of steadily trying to do things that were done in the past the same way. It just it just doesn't align. So you have to fix your expectations of what you want out of life. You have to fix your expectations where you can allow somebody to have such great influence over you that you don't have the ability to, to, to leverage your critical thinking, to leverage, you know, the, the things you've been through. And I know, especially in cultures, like for my side of the culture of a Jamaican culture, the, the respectability of being respectful, um, and just doing what you're being told to do. Sometimes you, you know, you have to push back and pushing back may mean losing a relationship. It may mean that, Somebody is not going to to invite you to the latest party. It may mean that you may have to stand alone and standing alone. A lot of times people look at that as something negative, but it truly is not. I mean, because when you stand alone, you're not getting all these different opinions. You're not getting all these different, you know, um, theories. You're having the opportunity to create your own. And just think about it. Who who do people mostly flock to when you let's say we're in a crowd and you got all of these people that are saying the same thing. And you got somebody that's saying something different. You want to hear what the, the, the person that's saying something different is, because even if you don't if, even if you don't agree with it, it gives you an opportunity to, to if, if you are a, a critical thinker, you gives you an opportunity to say, well, 
Okay, I challenge you to why you say that and let's and, and let's uh, debate through it. So you always find that the ones that are the I say, I don't want to say free thinker thinkers, but the thinkers that don't do with what the regular or the average way of doing things. And that's probably why they don't get the average results and the temper the the uh, temporary uh, results that some of those people get. And that's why we always talk about you know, personal development, personal development has been so huge for me. That wasn't something I was taught. That wasn't something a lot of times people would be like personal development. That stuff does not work. And I'm like, well, how do you know it doesn't work? Have you tried it? Yeah, I read a book and nothing. I was like, oh, okay, you take showers, too. Um, But if you stop taking them, what do you think will happen? And so that's why personal development for me it's it's a it's a way of life it's a way of doing things because it ties uh, my faith in there as well uh, so i'm i'm always looking to read things on personal development because that mindset is what allows you when you're dealing with people that want to place their expectations on you or saying what you can't be or saying what you're not right now and, and wanting to put that story inside your mind. And when you fail, you go back and replay that story. And see, that's what happens. A lot of times is that if you don't develop that that strength, of, that strength aptitude of believing in yourself and, and knowing you're great right now, not waiting to be told you're great, but knowing that you're great, it gives you an a self-confidence, not of arrogance, to be able to deal with people who who really are throwing their false beliefs on you, who are really throwing their fears on you because they didn't have the courage and the 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 will to go and do what you're doing. So they're going to make it challenging for you to say, hey, you know what? I wouldn't do that because when I tried to do that, this, this, and this happened. Or my favorite is, you know, uh, you, you don't have the time to do that. I mean, you probably could go do a whole bunch of different things. But let's talk about that, the the new show, whatever the new show is out. So that's why I say to you, family, is making sure that you don't allow yourself to 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 get so conformed and be into a, a sense of conformity because you're bigger than that. You're better than that. I think that if we all if we all really took it upon ourselves to say, you know what, I don't care what anyone says from a. And when I say that, I always got to break this down to when I say you don't care what anyone uh, says or states to you. I mean that you have so much confidence in yourself, in your skill set, that if you're not there now, that you will get there and you won't allow somebody if they're not there to help and give constructive criticism. Now, this. There's a difference because people like to use constructive criticism and then sit sit there and just talk to you crazy. But constructive criticism is saying, hey, this is what you're doing wrong. Here are some tactics or or let me rephrase that from a this is what you're doing wrong. So here's the strategy that I would recommend. And here's the the uh, tactics. Now, I'm giving you the strategy and the tactics and giving you the, the problem. Now, what you have to do is customize it so you can fix the problem. But if somebody is telling you you need to do this, this, this and that, and if you're not doing this, this, this and that, then you're going to fail. That's not constructive criticism. Criticism. That's just criticism because you're not constructive means that you are building. 
ooh, I may have lost some people. When you constructively give criticism, when you construct, you are building building something up. You are constructing something. And so when somebody gives you constructive feedback, they should be building you up, not tearing you down and not, not making you feel like you're less than. Because now what they're saying is you're not living up to my expectation, what I have an expectation of what you should be doing and what you're doing is not that. But last and final thing, and, I, and then I'm gone. I promise, family, I'm gone. We, I, I took up a lot of you guys' time. It was a mother that was cooking chicken in a pot. When she cooked the chicken in the pot, there was always a leg that, that stood out. So the little daughter asked the mother, Mom, why is the chicken leg out of the pot? And she said, well, my mother before... My mother before me basically um, did that and her mother before, you know, and her mother did it um, as well. So we keep the chicken leg out the pot because of the fact of I don't know why we keep it out the, the pot. Let me go ask my mother why we do that. So the woman goes and asks, so, mom, why when we when I would watch you cook chicken, you would always have the leg out the pot. And so that's what I did because I seen you do it. And she said, well, I watched my mother do it. And the reason why she did it is because the pot that we were cooking in was that had the chicken in was just too small. So the legs had to had to stick out. And see, family, what's important of that little brief story is the fact that when we don't get proper context of why somebody does something and we go to emulate it or 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 copy it instead of model it. We don't have the reason. Sometimes we don't have the reason why something is done that way. And when you don't have the reason, you just go ahead and do it just because that's how you've seen it done. And you don't challenge. Why do you do it that way? So. When you're going to chase after what you want to do in life, what you want to be in life. Don't do what's expected of you. Do what you want to do and and within and when I, I, I know y'all like why he keep putting these disclaimers, because I don't want nobody to go out and do something crazy and then say, well, E.D. said I should go out and no. What I'm saying to you, family, is, is just make sure that. If there's a job or, or, or a job you want or a promotion you want or an opportunity, what I'm basically saying is don't be afraid to chase after your dreams, but put a plan in place of how you're going to achieve it. Put a plan in place of how you're going to execute it. And a plan doesn't mean you write down word for word of what what you're going to do. I'm talking about a plan of saying, OK. I want this. I want a different job. And if because I want a different job, this is my plan of, OK, I'm going to send out 20 resumes a day. I'm going to be be very active in LinkedIn and reaching out to people. So I'm talking about execution. And putting things in place of doing the thing. That you want, if you want to be a speaker, you know, finding ways that you can 
practice on your skill set. And then once you feel you got to the point that you honed it, then moving forward. So that's what I'm saying of, of going after everything you want and being the, the man or woman that you want to be in life. I'll leave you with this quote by Wolfgang. Uh, I really kind of like this quote. He said, if I accept you as as you are, I will make you worse. However, if I treat you as though you were what you are capable of becoming, I will help you become that. With that being said, family, this is today's show. I am your humble host, E.D. Until next time, I'm out.